The following is a presentation of Muddy River Sports. Are you ready? They think you can tell us what to do. Bow to the masters. Break it down. It's time to break it down once again. This is the Muddy River Breakdown with Shuck Daddy and D.O.B. I'm Muddy River Sports Editor Matt Shuckman. My sidekick across the table here in the Muddy Buddy Studios, Dandy Don O'Brien. I'm trying to get used to this view. We've we, we <laughs> we nobody only, only me and you know that we're in different spots today. <laughs> That's right. I threw you off too, didn't I? Well, no, it's okay. Okay. Just it's you know, okay. I got I got to keep you on your toes. I got to make sure you're prepared to break it down. I'm ready to go. Good, because it's a big weekend ahead of us. Is it the most wonderful time of the year? It's a great time of the year. I don't know if it's the most wonderful time. What of the is year. the most wonderful time of the year for Chuck? Come on, but how come you got? You, are you going to be out shooting Bambi here soon or not? Well, that's, see, there you go. Because the the two week window around Thanksgiving, it's shotgun season for deer hunting in Illinois. Mm-hmm. You've got football playoffs going on, and you get the start of the basketball season. See, I figured see? for you that might be up there. For that, that's time. that's right there. Might be the most. I know you also like the March April area because you got all the with opening day and and you know basketball NCAA tournament. So that's a great time of the year too. But I don't know. It's hard to beat November. And we're on the we're on the precipice of November. We are. We are, and we'll see who's still alive uh, come shotgun season. Both football teams and deer. Is shotgun season start next week? No, we got a couple weeks. Okay, so I got to put that on my calendar. <laughs> it's the it's the week before Thanksgiving and the week after Thanksgiving. By the way, I love the the shuck on the truck with you and your dad. Thank you. He still owes me a deer heart. Well, we'll see what we can do this year for you. Will he get one? <laughs> yes, because he'll go hunting on his birthday, and he darn near gets one every single year on his birthday. I don't know what it is, but he'll go out. He'll go out, and he won't sit that long. You know. He's going to be 86 this year. He's a wily veteran. He knows how to, he knows how to draw but him in. There's something about when he goes hunting on his birthday, it's just like, oh, okay, we're going to – here, I'm going to give myself up because it's your birthday. Happy birthday. And they just come walking in front of him. It's just amazing, which is great, though. Grady's still hunting. Grady's still here and kicking and having fun. Well, I've said this on various platforms before, and I've even written it in the pages that I used to appear in, but I root for the hunters every year. Yeah, because you don't want to run run into any with your vehicle. Correct. Go hunters. Uh, the hunter. The uh, on my way home from Mendota on Saturday on that lovely road trip. Yes, I had six in front of me on the highway at one point in time. No way. Yes, and there was a lot of braking at that point. How do you get to Mendota? Do you have to take back roads? There's there's a fair, few different ways you can go, uh, and I went a couple different ways just just to see how long it would take me, mm-hmm. and it's anywhere from about three and a half to four hours. I mean, you could go the interstate and go through Springfield to Bloomington and straight mm-hmm. up 39 because it's south of – Mendota's right on 39 south of Rockford. Okay. Uh, you could go through Peoria. You could go up to Galesburg and catch I-80 and shoot over to 39 and up. I mean, it's there's a couple different routes you can go. There's no easy way to get there. You know, that sounds pretty logical that Quincy Notre Dame would be in a sectional up there. That's, oh, that's, makes that, total that, that, sense, that's, doesn't that's, it? That's a great section of our state. Yeah. I mean the Mendota Quincy corridor. Well, especially when you look at the the way the other teams had to travel. Serena was twenty five miles. Mendota was right there. Peoria Christian was an hour and twenty minutes, and then Quincy Notre Dame had a three and a half hour trip. That that sounds like a section, doesn't it? That's a, the, 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 you know yeah. Why why wouldn't you? And 
you know, to kind of switch gears when we're kind of on IHSA, and, and I guess we'll complain about them for a minute. Um, this volleyball that, that I was at last yes. on Tuesday night, and I'll be getting it on Thursday night. This class, I think that they, they ought to, there ought to be some type of trigger put into this that if you're that if people have to drive more than let's say an hour and a half or two hours, that should trigger something that they should be able to have it all on one night. Oh, I agree. I mean, uh, so it's not a big deal as the smaller schools is like you know Notre Dame's hosting a regional this weekend. It's nothing for Illinois West to come down at Pittsfield and all those teams have fed into that West Hancock. No, but, nobody's more than forty five minutes away. Correct. But when you've got peaking coming from two plus hours, yep, you've got. Normal community coming from two forty-five ish, maybe yep. three hours in a bus. Right, um, UT coming down from two and a half hours away. Why wouldn't you just say, okay, guess what? We're all you, whether you want to have it all on Tuesday night or whether you want to have it all Thursday night. Just you know, you play your semifinals. Winners meet later that night to save everybody the the then again, travel. But but again. I, I see your point, but I also know coaches probably wouldn't like that playing twice in one night. But those volleyball teams are used to that. Though. Yeah, but in the postseason, everybody takes a different attitude to those things. Well, normal oh. community didn't hardly mustered up a sweat. They beat they beat <laughs> UT in like thirty minutes last night. Well, and that tends to happen with some of those opening regional games. And then if you're Quincy High, you're on such a great high after last night's win over Pekin. Why right. wouldn't you just want to roll that and say, "Hey, we're on a roll night now. Let's play this team." Yeah, good point. But again. It's all about money too. You're not going to get as much gate money because you're going to get more gate money uh, spreading it over two nights. It's all about the Benjamins, baby. It's all about the Benjamins. Now here's Said the other by who? I don't know. One of your rappers, Notorious B.I.G. There you go. R.I.P. I'm not in the rap game like <laughs> you've never, you. You've never been in the rap. No, game, I never Chuck. have. Outside of Nelly, Nelly and Coolio. Coolio recently. Yeah, I know. Yes. Yes. Gangsters Paradise, baby. So you think it's all? Obviously, it's all about. It's, the money, it it I mean, is. I get that. But but here's the other part I don't understand when it comes in, and we can break down questions and issues with the IHSA as, for an entire show if we wanted to. Notre Dame hosted the boys soccer regional. Yes. On turf. Mm-hmm. Went to Mendota for the sectional. On turf. If they win the super sectional, they will play at East Peoria. On turf. The super sectional on grass. Makes no sense to me. And that's makes why no was, sense. That's why it was canceled on Tuesday, mainly. Yeah, because, because of the, the weather. Yes. But it makes no sense. If that had been a turf facility, would they have played? Probably. Hmm. But it makes no sense. Well, you know. You know. Yeah, exactly. Playing the field to get. David's right. They, we don't need any background noise today because that's all that is is a bunch of bluster from the background while we're sitting here taping this because as you and I both know and most of our listeners probably know, David Adam is just only full of hot air. Hey, now. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to argue. Uh-oh. I, I, I here he comes. It. Hey. I'm just sitting here trying to get some work done, but when you when you when you throw out crap like, well, we can't play on artificial turf. No, I'm not saying they can't time. play, but why why would you go turf for regionals, turf for sectionals, turf for state, and throw in a grass field in between? That makes no sense to me. Makes no sense to me. That doesn't bother me at all. Play on the play on the dang field that they gave you. They're not gonna, you know. But why why do you have to give them a grass field? That's the point I'm trying to make. You could play yeah. so you could play this play all kinds of different places, Everybody's and it's fair, it's and it's not a very good facility to begin with. That that's true. So right, yeah. I'm going back to work. 
I, I again, I just don't like understand some guest of those. Appearance. Yeah, he's a moron. <laughs> but I, I just don't understand some of those things. I, I and I never will. And I just say never has a good explanation. Why did Quincy High play the play-in game in a nine-team regional or nine-team subsectional as the seven seed? That made no sense. That made no sense. See, well, they got to win. They did, but you it made no. But it made no way. sense. No. You know, again, we could go on and on about. And they, it, hey, they're trying their best in Bloomington Normal. No, they're not. Do better. Dang, Chucky. And I get along very well with those people over there. And and I, but yes, they do have some head scratching um, decisions. Yes. Anyway. Away from that, let's get talk football. Because let's talk we, football. We got a big weekend ahead of us when it comes to football. Let's break it down. Okay, so five, five playoff games involving our area teams on the yes. Illinois side, yes. and then we got the districts starting in Missouri. Yes, yeah, so the districts in Missouri. We don't talk about them till next week because everything outside of maybe Mark Twain Highland is going to be a yeah. Beat you're, down your your four week. five games, your four seed versus five seed games in the eight team districts are going to be pretty good. But Other it's not that. like it's Alabama against Tennessee, though, either. No. I and mean, then, it's not going to be the, – the, the level of football is probably not the, – the play is not going to no. be great. And then, the, and then after that, it's, it's – the rest of them are going to be beat downs. Yes. So, um, yeah, the, the districts don't heat up until next week. Yes. Now, Illinois playoffs, we got some interesting matchups. Uh, the, the most inter- interesting of which I believe I'll be attending on Saturday night. You will be. That would be at Skitch Memorial Field. As as the Macomb, Macomb Bombers play host to the Quincy Notre Dame Raiders in a traditional, tradition-rich matchup. It's been a while since I played, though. So, in talking to some Q&D folks during the year, they were this was the matchup that they wanted. They're like, boy, if we could just get in, we would love a shot at an undefeated Macomb yep. because they believe that uh, Notre Dame has played a tougher schedule. Macomb... Has McComb, I mean, QND has played a tougher schedule. Yes. I, I don't think anybody in Macomb would deny that because the fact of the matter is the Prairie Land has not been that great this year. That's what they're in the Prairie Land now? Yes. With Knoxville and yep. I don't know. I West. the I mean, Prairie Land back in the early 1990s. West the, Hancock, uh, Illini West, Knoxville, Farmington, you know, all those t- schools. Elmwood, Rova, Elmwood, Brimfield. Rova? Yeah. Monroe's in that? I don't think so. No. Are they in? I don't know. Little Lincoln Trail? Is that still around? Yeah, maybe. Wow. The Olympic Conference, that dead? Yes, that's dead. That's been dead a while now. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of like the West Central Conference is dead. But it's alive for other things, right? Yes. So, okay, so you've seen Macomb play. You've seen Notre Dame play. You're the one that's seen – I've only seen Notre Dame. What, uh, What do you think? I'm impressed by Macomb. I'm impressed by their athletes. Good quarterback, I'm, right? Very good quarterback. Jack Duncan, going to go play baseball at Western Illinois University. Uh, great arm. Uh, really understands the game. Sees the game really well. So I think that, I think there's a lot of things there that that play in McCombs' favor. Uh, JT Jeter, son of Derek? WIU basketball coach Rob Jeter. Oh, not Derek Jeter. No, not Derek Jeter. Oh, okay. <laughs> but uh, outstanding athlete. Outstanding wide receiver. Uh, Jaden Jones, another outstanding athlete, great cornerback and very good wide receiver. Langdon Allen, another, you know, outstanding uh, option at wide receiver. I mean, Jack Duncan's got a bunch of weapons to throw to, and they do a great job of spreading the ball. And then you got Max Reiner coming out of the backfield, you know, uh, a state caliber wrestler who's a just a dynamo running the ball, can run between the tackles, can get outside because he's got a little bit of speed. Um, 
Offensively, they're really good. But what kind of defenses have they seen? I mean, I think that's the big issue is what's Notre Dame going to throw at them defensively to keep them off their game? Notre Dame's got some really good linebackers, Mm -hmm. um, some talented kids in the secondary, and not bad up front, man. But I think their linebackers, McComb's going to see the best group of linebackers it's seen all year when it goes up against Notre Dame. So what is the what, what's uh, you haven't even said one word about Notre Dame's offense and Notre Dame's offense has been a work in progress the it, entire season. It's been better the last couple of weeks, obviously, mm-hmm. but it's not been good all year. We've seen a lot of issues with you that. Ten quarters without scoring a point. Yeah, offensively, I think they found something with with running the ball with Jackson Stratton. I think they've done a much better job of establishing the line of scrimmage. Um. But I think, you know, we talk about Notre Dame's linebackers. McComb's got a really good set of linebackers led by Ethan Ladd and Max Reiner. Um, it'll be interesting to see. Can Notre Dame win the line of scrimmage battle and be able to move the ball offensively running the ball? I'm trying to think of the bad games I've seen Notre Dame play. Have they won? They did not win the line of scrimmage battle against Quincy High School. No. Um, Normal West. Pretty much did. I mean, they have only scored 17 points, but, right. you know, Notre Dame didn't mount any kind of offensive threat that night. Muhammad Seymour didn't mount. I mean, the, the good teams Notre Dame has, has played, they've yes. lost the line of scrimmage. Those are, all three, those are all three playoff teams. Yes. In higher and much larger divisions. Yes. Uh, Chicago Hope is another. They're, they're number one. Uh, yeah. Ranked in their, uh, what are they, class one? I believe class so. Class one or two? One, one or two. One or two, yeah. Um, so... This is going to be a tough test for Notre Dame. No question. I mean, the Notre Dame people have, have asked for this, but be careful what you ask for. Well, I mean, McCombs 9-0 for a reason. Mm-hmm. And, yes, I'll, I'll quantify everything is, yeah, their schedule was not elite, but they went out and took care of business. I mean, Farmington was a good football team. They beat them 58 nothing. You know, they won Friday night. It didn't play well Friday. I didn't think they played great Friday night. McComb did against the Illinois West and won 46 nothing. You know, um, and that was an Illini West team trying to get into the playoffs. Yeah. They were 4-4 four and four going into that game, so they had something to play for. Um, McCombs good. You know, this is not Home a – field mean anything to them? Yes. It will. It'll, Notre Dame would much rather have this game at their – I mean, obviously, they, there's no Everybody wants that, a home game, yes. you know. But I think um, – I, I think McCombs' home field advantage is, is – there's people excited in McComb about this. Mm-hmm. Just our, and I think it's going to be a great crowd on both sides. Because I think Notre Dame will travel well. I think so too. I think you're going to have a, you know, how many, uh, no matter how many people you can pack in there, it's going yeah. to be, uh, uh, it's going to be a fun atmosphere. I would think it will. I think, and I think it'll be a really good game, really competitive. You picking a winner? No, I'm not picking any winners on this. I pick any winners. Neither. I mean, I haven't seen either play play. Uh, plus, plus, I'll do the Herb Street since I'm covering the game. I should probably pick yeah. a winner anyway. No, I, I got to write about all of them. So I don't want to upset anybody. You don't want to get anybody. Do you, you don't want anybody to get sore at you? No. I don't, I don't need to provide any bulletin board material for anyone. Just a good game, worth, worth a trip. Very much so. I think, I think it's going to be outstanding. And I think it's going to be an outstanding game on Friday night worth the trip uh, to Chatham. Uh, concession stand real quick at uh, Macomb. Uh, good, mm. bad, or ugly? I have no idea. I don't go to the concession stand. Well, come on. Sorry. I'm there to work. I'm there to eat. I know you are. You and Dirt. Yes, I'm not. I mean, he's he's next level. <laughs> True, but I, I like. Oh, uh, by the way, uh, went to Langford Field a couple weeks ago. Yes, uh, the pork burger. Okay. On point. Well, there you go. 
If you go, if you have to go to Langford during the uh, during, during their uh, playoff, I, I will be honest. I don't eat before a game. Never, and just okay. Well, I'll, I guess I'll have to report back to you next you will. week. You, I, I have nothing I can give you on that. I I'm mean, sorry. Jadier Gravina is going to have me come to a cookout to his house beforehand. I mean, we can. I can get hold of the Macomb Athletic Director and get a breakdown on what they have and give you an update. That's all right. I'll figure it out, Chuck. Okay. I think you can fend for yourself. I just. I just need to know where to go. Dude, if you go go early and hit chicks on the square. I can do that in Quincy. You got the rule of the road. Go dude. to the, what is it, the sports corner? Yeah, the corner. Yeah. They have food there? Yeah, there's all kinds of places you can go in downtown Macomb. Okay, well. You can figure it out, big boy. All right. Friday night. <laughs> Friday night. Blue Devils. Unreal, by the way. Before we go, before we move forward, we got to look back real quick for them. <laughs> At the uh, unbelievable rally against Rock Island. I mean, just unreal. Down 28 nothing. You called me at halftime. Actually, I texted you after the first quarter. I'm like, this ain't going. This isn't going. No. And then you're like, what is going on there? And I, tell, I told you at halftime, I said, hey, they're not out of this. Right. And they weren't and by they, any means. They weren't. Uh, now, they were very fortunate that one of Rock Island's best running backs, um, Figs, Right. Um, who'd just gotten off injury, wanted to hurt himself. I think it was a hip it looked like because he was, he was uh, nursing. Uh, so they took him out. He had 100 yards, more than 100 yards of offense on like five touches. Yeah. Uh, he was going on, he was doing really well. Uh, Quantarion Brooks yep. was also having a great game. He got banged up. So, you know, they were not at full bore after about the first quarter and a half. And, uh, you know, Jareus Rice had his coming out game, uh, five touchdowns, more than 200 yards on, I believe, 16 carries. That sounds right. Um, just an unreal comeback. And, you know, they were uh, the, the Blue Devils were hopeful of getting a first-round playoff home, game at home um, with the 7-2 and two record, but their playoff points were just garbage because they didn't get anything out of Allman. They got nothing out of East Moline. They got nothing out of Galesburg. And nothing out of Alton. Nothing out of Alton. Correct. That was the fourth one. Yeah. They, they got like maybe four playoff points between all four of those Brutal. Teams. Brutal. That's why in the, you know, I don't know. I mean, and you can't do anything. Forever. A couple of them are, you got, are conference schools, so you can't do anything about that. No. You, you, you got seven and you're locked into, and, and I don't know what they can do in the non-conference. They played Alton forever. Yeah. And now if they can fit Q&D in there, they can fit, they're going to try to continue. I, I don't know who you can. I don't know who you go look for. Well, you to bounce swap Alton, out and try Alton. to get somebody that's actually going to win a couple games. Yeah, but Alton's a good Alton's a good game for them though. I there's think. been years. I mean, but there's been years when Alton's got yeah. them four or five. Correct. So I mean, this just happens. It was a bad year for yes. Alton. They were not so good. No, they weren't. Okay, so Chatham Glenwood is almost a mirror image of Quincy. Loves to throw the ball uh, through eight games. Uh, their quarterback Knudsen had sixteen hundred yards passing. I think 20 touchdowns. Um, here's the interesting stat. So their two losses are to the two big dogs in the Central State 8. Rochester and SHG. Right? Correct. The other seven games, they didn't score less than 42 points. They had a 70-point game in there. They had a 65-point game in there. I mean, they put up some points. And I worry about the Blue Devils' defense for the simple fact that they, uh, you know, they with this uh, – Rock Island wasn't necessarily a, th- a foot team that threw the football, and their quarterback had over 200 yards. Yeah, uh, their defense but, got burned a few times. Their secondary, um, I don't know. Notre, Dame, I mean, excuse me, Quincy High's defense has been kind of a question mark at times this year. It has uh, mostly against the run. Correct. So, uh, and yeah, I, I think um, Chatham Glenwood runs the ball efficiently, 
but they're they're made to pass. I mean, their offense is set up to throw the ball. So I, I don't think like they're going to exploit Quincy's run defense, mm-hmm. but Quincy better be sound defensively against the pass. They better get some pressure on Knutson. They better better lock down on the receivers. Uh, Stapleton is one of them, Miles Stapleton. And uh, Tajon, oh, I forget his last name. Who did, does anybody care about his last name? His first name's Tyjon. T Y Z H O N. I mean, is how it's on. spelled. I mean, that's I knew the, you would love that. that. I mean, that's that, that's all you're gonna. <laughs> that's all you need to know him as Tyjon. Um, so, and he's a he's their kick returner too. So this is a next this is a next level opponent for Quincy High. Yes. I mean, this is this is a cream of the crop. I mean, they they've really. I okay. I'm gonna say that they only really saw one of those during the regular season. Moline. Moline. And Moline Sterling was pretty good. Yeah, but they're not. They're I not think the Moline, Sterling they've been in the past. Correct. I think Moline was the best team they played. Oh no, no question. And they got the ball run down their throat. Of course, Moline didn't pass, and this is a different team. So, right. uh, you know, it's it's a different uh, thing. And obviously, uh, Quincy High School uh, nine weeks in, they've they're a different team than they were in that what, week three or four or whatever it was right. they played Moline. Yep. So. Um, you know, they've. They, I think somebody's asked me this week. I said, "What do you think? They got a chance?" I said, "I think they have a puncher's chance." I think they got a legit chance. Yeah, I think they've got. Uh, you know, they they can't turn the ball over. No, um, but they they throw the ball efficiently. I mean, Braden Little. We've talked a lot about him and his ability to find receivers, and he's got weapons. Gregory Gregory Quince is a, a, a great weapon. Jack Metemeyer, Caden Johannesson. I mean, um. So, Jareus Rice out of the backfield yeah. does a great job of catching the ball. I mean, you can you know he's got weapons to go to. He does, and he's 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 a very. I mean, I don't know this Cladden kid, but I'd be surprised if he's better than um, than Braden Little. I don't you know Braden Little. Yes, yeah, I would agree with that. Regardless of class, and as far as drop back quarter, I guess pro style quarterbacks go. Yeah. If you if that if that's how they rank I think them that's now, a good way of putting it. He's got to be one of the best in the in the state, regardless of your classification. I would agree. So, I think Quincy has got a good chance. And then we'll see if they get a home game out of it. Because... Well, they would be home second week regardless. Well, unless... No, unless... There's nobody nobody at home regardless. Well, yeah, they would be. Because they'd be the higher seed. They'd be the... Yeah. Yeah. Because if if 16 upsets one... Yes, then... Then... Nine gets to host. Nine gets to host. So, if they win, they they get to come back home. Yes. And possibly play the number one team in the... In the the bracket. Yeah. Nice... uh, That's a nice carrot. Yeah, but you know what? Bring them on. Yeah, yeah, bring on whoever it is, because you got to play them. So uh, you've got you about you got your both your Quincy schools, um, and then we got we got three, uh, two Adams County schools and and one Brown County school in the smaller. So Central's nine and zero. They're at home against Dupo on Saturday. Unity Payson in Class Two A goes to Knoxville, and then Brown County in One A goes to Tuscola. Out of those three, obviously, you're going to say that Central's the most Central's likely to move gonna on. Barry Dupo. Okay. Have you told Norm Stewart this yet? I mean, Norm uh, Sanders this yet? No, I have not, but I will remind him. I told him. Norm Stewart either. He's alive, too, so I guess you can tell him. Yes, but Normie and uh, our boys from the 618 High School Huddler, Dupo guys as well. Yeah, they're going to um, get buried on Saturday. Okay, so Dupo's done. Central is the best defensive team, numbers-wise, in the Class 1A bracket. Pretty so, good. Pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty what about good. what? What about the two road teams? Uh, any, I think either, either or I think, have a chance to move on. I think Unity Payson's got a really good chance. Um, Brown County's going to have its hands full with Tuscola, uh, and it has before. This will be the fourth time in the last nine years, I believe it is, 
that they will have faced Tuscola in the playoffs. Um, to, you know, the Cola Wars are never fun because they've had to play our Cola before too. So um, I think the Hornets the Hornets are got in the playoffs. You know, they won week nine handily, but it's been a struggle for them because they're young, especially up front. And I, I think that's going to show in the playoffs. And are they the kind of team that's beaten the teams they should have beaten and quite haven't quite gotten over the hump Correct. to beat the teams they 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 yeah should maybe not beat right? They they've struggled against good teams. Yes, they've beaten teams that are mediocre. Unity smoked uh, Brown County earlier yeah. this year. Unity, Unity, Unity a better team than them. Unity's pretty good. Like I I think going into this season there was a there was this kind of this fear that it was going to be Brian Deeker and no one else for them. Mm-hmm. And Brian Deeker's very good. Great linebacker, um, really good running back. But, I, but Ryle Duke's been really good at quarterback. Um, they've done a nice job of moving the ball around, so it's not, they're not relying on one guy. And, and I think they do a nice job of mixing the pass and the run. And, and that goes back to a senior quarterback who understands the offense in Ryle Duke um, and, and knows how to get the ball to guys. You know, Cody Schaefer's a really good weapon on the outside. So I, I think Unity Payson could go up to Knoxville and win. So we have one game Friday night, is it? One game Friday night. And the other four on – Quincy Eisner only Friday night game. Correct. And then the other four play on Saturday. Correct. Three afternoons and one night one yep. night cap. Yep. So two 1 o'clock starts, a 2 o'clock start at Central, and then a 7 o'clock kick in Macomb. And the Muddy River Sports uh, Cavalcade of Stars will be out. We uh, will. We'll, we'll have – you'll be out. I'll be out. Bobby Goo will be out. Bobby Goff. Wow, James Robert Goff is yes. going out. So he will be picking up and covering a game for us. You got David Adam helping us out Friday night. Correct. And then I've got a couple stringers helping us out in a couple other places. So Full coverage here at uh, – We will provide as much coverage as we possibly can. What are you doing during all this? Well, I'm. it's up in the air right now, to be honest with you. As we sit here and tape this, uh, as we record our podcast, I'm getting ready to leave uh, as soon as we're done here and head to Chillicothe yes. for the Notre Dame boys soccer team's super sectional So that's matchup. why we're not breaking down any state soccer. Right. We don't know if they're going to be there. Because we don't know if they're going to be there. If they're there, then I'll be in East Peoria this weekend. I did find it interesting that all eight schools that uh, that, that were in the super sectional were non-boundaried. Hmm, I was wondering one. who was going to bring that up first. And I think there are only, and again, I don't know who's non-boundary and who's not, but I think there are only three to four, three or four that made sectional finals that were quote-unquote community schools. That was that was brought to my attention, and the, the question was, who's going to be the first person to bring that up? Was it me? It was you. Yay, D.O.B. <laughs> we we kind of knew it was going to come from somebody. Like Has somebody was going to notice then? it. What's that? Has this happened before? To have all Ooh, eight? I don't think so. boundary I don't think so. That so would this take, is the basically the, the, the 1A is the private school playoffs. It really is, right? This year, yes. And I, I mean – uh, but is that right for the small schools that are trying to trying to make their way in the world? There's going to be there will be people that complain about it, and there's going to be people who try to make it go away mm-hmm. and try to change the rules so that private schools either have their own classification or make it hard move up in classification or all those things. I don't know what the right answer is. I really don't. You know, I've heard both sides of both arguments in so many different ways, shapes, and forms. I don't know what the right thing is. So just let them play. Yeah, let so kids is, play. Uh, you, you have the, is the success factor still around in, in yes. the IHSA? 
So is, is Notre Dame subject, subjecting itself to success factor, uh, you know, if they uh, go they, on and win the strap? No, because it's a two-year, and I may be wrong because in Because they only made the sexual final last year. Correct. So they would still stay at 1A next year. Yes. Now, if they, if, go, they would, if they go title-title. Then they get bumped then they up. Then they move on up to a deluxe yeah. department. Kind of like the um, the girls' basketball team yes. could be moved. I mean, they're, this year they're, they're still there's the same a success level. factor, but it only applies to private schools. And, and I know there that's a big con, a point of contention as well. Of why doesn't it apply? You know, if you're if you're not going to apply it to everyone, just get rid of it. Yeah, you know, and and I, again, I don't know what the right answer is as far as making everyone happy with the the private public debate. My thing is, here's your enrollment. Your 400 and whatever Notre Dame's enrollment is, 400 and some kids. Mm-hmm. That's the classification you play in. Yeah. That's your enrollment. That'd, be, that'd make it easy. Pretty simple to me. Or the, the, but the, the, the other people say, well, we just have a private school level and just make all, put all the private schools in the same boat. Yeah. And, and no, they're an Illinois high school. Do you think that'll ever happen? No. Remember, the, 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 there, I would assume there's an, an, um, a majority of non-boundary schools that are in the IHSA. Couldn't they just get together and say, you know what? They could vote them out. Yeah, we're going to They could. I don't think that'll happen. Very interesting. So so anyway, there you go. All the, all, all the private schools are playing in 1A. Yep, there you go. So we'll, we'll know more about soccer as the week goes on, and that could be where I'm at this so you're weekend. Going to be maybe east, east, uh, not east side. No, I mean not east side. East, side, east Peoria. Center. East, yes. east side center. Yes, that's where the state soccer finals are this year. And well, you've been on record since since we had our very first yep. edition of the Muddy River Breakdown that uh, they're going to hoist a title. I think they still could. You think on Saturday afternoon or evening, or whatever they have, uh, five o'clock start for the championship game at in East Peoria on so Saturday. About seven o'clock on Saturday, they're all. I'm sticking to it. I I like the way they're playing. I would tell you what they've been. I mean, again, you know, this might be moved by the time you know this gets to the, gets on the internet. Right? But they've been scoring goals in just bunches. It's been impressive. It's been really impressive. Leo can on a heater, four hat tricks and four postseason games. That's not bad because everybody probably focuses on Tanner Anderson for good reason. Yeah, and, and here's and, this kid and they out have, of nowhere. And they have and, other weapons. I yeah. mean, that's the you can focus on Tanner all you want because they got other guys that will score. Fun times, good for them. Yeah, good and then. The college basketball around here gets started this weekend. I'm going to go watch the college basketball you game are. Friday night. At the U of I. I'm going to Assembly Hall. Not State Farm Center. Um, it's Assembly Hall. To, uh, to check out a little uh, QU Hawks against uh, the Illini. Number 23. Right, the, the Illini. The, the number 23. Yes. So, basically, well, my oh, the, the prodigy is a huge Illini fan. Right. Uh, and, of course, I'm a big fan of Steve Hawkins, so. Uh, we're like, hey, let's go on over there. Might as well. Get a little Papa Dell's pregame. I know where to get. I know where to eat over in Champagne. I know you do. Um, You've steered me in the right direction over there. Oh heck yeah! I don't know if the custard cup is still open though at this late mm. in the season. That's a great probably question. Still, uh, it's probably yeah. still is. It's, it's still um, October. Maybe we, maybe we could do a maybe we could do a Papa Dell's custard cup combo, Ooh. and then and then catch little hoops at the assembly hall. Sounds like a good deal. <laughs> a over here or something. Sorry, it's because we have plants in our office um, now, so now we're gonna have bugs. Yeah, I saw the uh, saw the Hawks in their little uh, Saturday scrimmage. Yeah, um, I like some of their younger players. I and, do but too. Again, it's so you don't. You're like, oh my, that that kid could really be good in a couple of years. You don't know if he's gonna be here. No idea. No idea. And we don't know who's gonna develop and who's not. Right now, it's I, I think there's a good base there to have mm-hmm. success. How many 
wins is that I don't have a clue right now. We haven't seen them play against anybody but themselves. Um, so we'll start to get a better look. I mean, they're not going to go over to Illinois and beat Illinois. They're not. Hey, we beat SIUE last year in a, in a scrimmage game. Okay, that was SIUE, which is terrible. That's the Ohio Valley Conference, pal. That's one of the top again, mid-major again. conferences in Division One AA. I mean, Division One. Terrible. Terrible. Uh, Eastern picked, I believe, ninth out of ten, only ahead of Lindenwood in that. Uh, yeah, see. In the OVC this year. And where's SIU? Eighth? <laughs> probably. Yeah, probably. You so. know, it, it, just not good. But I, uh, so for the, for the Hawks, I like uh, the transfer from Wofford, Zion, whose name yes. escapes, escapes me. He kind of turned it on at, at times on Saturday. I like the, I can see a lot of, um, well, Coakley's going to be probably one of, he and Zion are going to be their, uh, probably their best two players. I see a lot of um, no Paul Zelinskis. Oh yeah, he yeah he'll be he'll be decent. Zelinskis too. and Zion are the two guys right now. If you had to go, who's going to start a game and who's going to finish the game? Z and Z Music Factory. Yes, um, that's who you go with. You've also got uh, I like Isaiah Foster, I the, the the freshman point guard. I think again, that's one you look like. Oh man, he's yeah he, he's good. I mean he he's got. I like o- I like Orlando Thomas. Yeah, they had they've got some guys. They had some. Um, it's some redhead kid that was hitting threes and dunking Garrett, the other Garrett day. Green. Yes. Yeah. I mean, again, you, it's it's a scrimmage game against their own guys. So I believe when, when they signed Garrett last year, he redshirted. He redshirted, but uh, Mike Reynolds, the former Galesburg coach, is now at DeKalb. Yes. Reached out and said, "This kid's going to be good." No, well, he showed some flashes the other day. So, and you don't know who's going to. You don't know who's going to do. No, I mean, again, we'll, we'll have a better grasp of who can play and who might contribute after Friday night. But they it, have uh, Illinois, and then they go to Northwestern. Correct. In a span of just a couple days, right? Correct. Early Tuesday, right? They go to Northwestern. I think so. I think that's right. It's t- um, Tuesday or Wednesday of next week. And then they uh, is is their home is their first game at home against HLG, or do they play on the road somewhere? No, on the road. Now? November eleventh, that weekend. Okay, they're on the is road. The, 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 the GMAC GLBC crossover, and so they'll they go to Cedarville, Ohio. They'll play Finley and Cedarville, and then their home openers against. HLG, the traditional lid lifter. Traditional uh, uh, the, uh, uh, but the traditional opening for college basketball in the area is still your uh, Cincinnati Reds, like either Culver at HLG or HLG at Culver. Correct. <laughs> uh, that is happening. Uh, I think this first or the, the second. I think it's, first or second. Uh, yeah, the second. I, I think it's second. On I think it's night. Wednesday night. Oh, it's a Wednesday night. On third. Okay. Yeah. No, so, Wednesday night's the second because uh, Halloween's on Monday. That's correct. That's correct. So. Um, because volleyball sectionals are next week, and volleyball su- sectionals and super sectionals at the high school level are Monday, Wednesday, Friday next week. You've got it all figured out. That's because I'm mapping my road. The shuck truck gets gassed up and hits the road again. Anybody uh, college basketball? I mean, obviously, we're, we we I've, we watched John Wood play a couple weeks ago at there. They're going to be really good. Really, um, they've uh, Brad Hoy to tell you they got a long way to go, uh, but they got a long way to get there too. They do, and, and, but he'll have them ready. I mean, they always do. It's hard to tell anything because he played everybody that day. Exactly. And those were scrimmages. Those were pickup games, basically. Mm -hmm. So we'll we'll find out more here in the coming weeks uh, of where they stand. You know, if they go into Christmas with a losing record. That's okay. That's okay because that's what he kind of wants. I mean, he wants them to get punched in the face a little bit that first part of the season, learn from it, and it works. His, his, His scheduling strategy works because look at it. They're either at the national tournament or playing for the region title every single year. It works. Without a doubt. So, I'm looking forward to it. Hoops, hoop season is going to be a lot of fun. 
No doubt. I got my Quincy High School basketball season tickets. I even got a parking pass this year I was smart enough to get. I've got to uh, make sure my parents have their tickets. You got you, you got to make sure they're, they're, they're ready to go. That's Chuck. right. They will be. Did they go into any games last year? Yeah. Dad did. Mom hasn't gone. Yeah. But, and I'm sure he'll go to some this year. He sits in the same spot. Since 1961, those tickets have been in the family. That's crazy. They've been, they've had season tickets for my, over my six grand, years. My grandparents bought And you're the, not even, even close to having the longest uh, no. tenure. My grandparents bought those three seats in 1961. Wow. I wonder who is the longest stand. What family has the longest standing Blue Devil tickets? It's a great question. We can ask Dick Winter. He probably knows. Y- yes. Might be him. I mean, I know he's worked the, the scores table, table, but he's yes. had tickets as well. Crazy. So. They, love, they love hoops here. Well, we'll be, we'll be talking more hoops here in the coming weeks. I love that. But uh, thanks for breaking down the football playoffs. No problem. Uh, oh, uh, volleyball. What volleyball teams are we getting through? Um, oh, we'll get, who's who's, who's, who's going to be live next week? Quincy Notre Dame, yes. Macomb will both be alive in two A. They'll play eventually play one another. Yep. Unity and Southeastern will still be alive in one A. And I think there's an outside chance Quincy High is still alive in four A. I was looking at Normal Community last night after the game, and they are not world beaters. Normal so, Community though has a carrot of trying to get to win to get go back home. Right, because Normal Community is the host of the Class Four A sectional. But volleyball here is going to be good in the next couple of years. Quincy High's got a lot of good young players, and no so does question. Notre Dame. And, I mean, I, and I've seen Quincy High a few times this year, mm-hmm. and, and they do. They they have a good young yep. base with Summers, Douglas, Grieving. They got this loose girl that loose came up girl, from the freshman, yeah, as from the JV team. They're going to be die. They're they're going to be good. Yes, I agree. It's there's been a, a long time there's since, a. But last time Quincy High won a. Uh, oh, you read my story. Yeah. Never mind. So, so 2010. I 2010 was the last time they won a regional. regional. That's crazy. That's been that long. Class four A, that yeah the the four A split the class four the fourth class split hasn't done Quincy High School any favors when it comes to their trophies case because usually they're sent south. Yep, and they run into a buzzsaw. But we'll see we'll see what happens Thursday night. All right, well enjoy your travels. Thanks for coming in. Thanks for breaking it down, and enjoy your trip to Champaign. Yeah, that'll be fun. That'll be a good time. That'll be fun. I think the warrants have all cleared. Good. Well, we'll we'll talk more about that next week. All right. This has been the Muddy River Breakdown with Chuck Daddy and DOB. Join us again next week. Muddy River Sports. Our home, our sports.